Romans chapter 5, verse 10. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Welcome to the Bridgeway Christian Church Daily Advent Devotional for December 10th, 2020. My name is Judah Sanders, and I serve as the Young Adults and Online Campus Pastor at Bridgeway. I'll be talking about peace and racial reconciliation. And while it's not the most warm and fuzzy topic to discuss during Advent, we have to acknowledge that our country has always had some real issues around race and racism. These issues speak to a deeper issue that we as humans have with love. We're just not good at it. And churches and Christians have always been at the forefront of trying to resolve these issues with the goal of people and communities being reconciled to each other just as we are reconciled to Christ. Now, in order to talk about what peace through racial reconciliation is, we have to talk about what it's not. It's not colorblindness, where we ignore our differences. It's not a simple apology. It's not looking away from racial tension and hoping it goes away. It's not simply people being nicer to each other. It's not something that is achieved by time alone. It's much deeper than that. And I want to be clear, inaction is not an option for the Christian church. Race, racism, racial reconciliation, it's all a theological issue that the church has to be deeply concerned about. And so today, I want to give you some tools for beginning to think about racial reconciliation. And I want to traffic in the hope that racial reconciliation and peace is a real possibility for us all in Jesus, the colored man who was once assassinated as a result of political racial, and cultural violence. We can't cover all the how-tos of racial reconciliation, but perhaps we can lay a framework that you can build upon and continue to grow in and have peace through racial reconciliation. To begin, I want to invite you to discontinue thinking of reconciliation as a noun, as a place to arrive or a thing to attain, and instead think of it as a verb as continual action that is to be done and is being done. And I'd invite you to consider some of the implications for racial reconciliation that can be gleaned from the way that Paul describes Jesus reconciling us to himself. The beginning of Romans 5 and 10 says, For if while we were enemies, and I want to stop right there because the first thing we can notice is that Paul describes this reconciliation process as beginning with an acknowledgement that there's a problem. Paul doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't run from it. He doesn't make it easier to digest. He calls it what it is. He calls us, including himself, what we were to Jesus. We were Jesus's enemies. And I'm sure this wasn't the most comfortable thing to say or think for Paul, who really loved God and wanted to follow God. And while it's not always easy to call a thing a thing, especially when it makes us look or feel bad, reconciliation requires that kind of awareness, acknowledgement, and recognition. And so for us, that may include being aware, acknowledging, and recognizing the places where we may unintentionally or even intentionally contribute to the problem. Paul acknowledged that he was a sinner. 
and that that made him an enemy of God. And we have to acknowledge the truth, even if it makes us look or feel bad. We may have to acknowledge that even though we strive to be good people, we still may lean into prejudice, right? Ideas about people that may not be grounded in truth. We have to be aware that we may even contribute to racism, to the empowerment of prejudice through money and systems and support. And for sure, this is super hard and super painful. But let's look at the second part of Romans 5 and 10. It says that we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. The scripture is clear that we're reconciled to God not by warm, fuzzy, kumbaya moments, but by God himself having to sacrifice and die, having to go through the most extraordinary pain that anyone has or ever will have to endure. And so I want to suggest for us today that the process of reconciliation might also be painful for us. It might be hard. It might require immense sacrifice. It might require some things to die. And who are we to run from that if it means that we can be reconciled to each other when our God was willing to endure so much more to be reconciled to us? Reconciliation requires sacrifice. And some of those sacrifices may include relinquishing ideas that we may have had all our lives. It may mean considering that maybe the things we thought were true aren't true, or at least are incomplete. And it may mean considering that things we didn't know could be true, don't want to believe are true, might actually be true, at least in part. If this scripture is a template for us, it may mean that reconciliation includes putting down some power, setting aside the need to be right. Listen, it costs Jesus his status in heaven to reconcile us to himself. It took him coming down low, humble, to the muck and mire of human life and submitting to that which he created to reconcile us to himself. And so for us, it may also mean embracing discomfort and challenge. So here's the encouraging part. Yes, reconciliation is an ongoing and painful process which begins with acknowledgement and requires sacrifice. But the last part of Romans chapter 5 and 10 says that we shall be saved by his life. Paul is explicit in sharing that the salvific vehicle for our lives was the life of Christ himself. And the good news is that Jesus did give us his life so that you and I could be saved. And so the truth is that the cross of Christ isn't just a bridge that gets us to God. It's a sledgehammer that breaks down the walls that separate us. The gospel teaches us that all people are created equal because they are made in the image of God and redeemed by the blood of the lamb. And because of the efficacy of that blood, when we lean into the redemptive work that Christ is doing, we get to participate in the reconciliation that Christ has already won for us. We shall be saved. Yes, from sin. Yes, from hell. But also from ourselves, from the parts of ourselves that are broken and harmful and contribute to harming each other. 
The burden of racial reconciliation that falls on the church is heavy and hard. But I believe that through Christ, peace is possible. There are some very practical steps that we can take toward that reconciliation, including repentance and restitution, repair and reconstruction, restored relationship. And on another day, if you'd like to think more deeply about peace through racial reconciliation, I'd love to have that conversation with you or recommend some resources. You can email me at jsanders at bridgeway.church. You can also watch Bridgeway's Healing and Ethnically Wounded Nation series at www.faithandculture.church. Forging peace through racial reconciliation is hard, but it's possible. It'll be painful, but it's possible. There are going to be moments where it feels like God has forsaken us, but it's possible. And even more importantly, it's worth it. How do we know? Because Jesus paid for it already, paid the ultimate cost, his blood. For God so loved the world, the whole world, and everybody in it. And so can you. <laughs>